bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. It's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, 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 we got the buzz. Turn down the buzz! Welcome into another hashtag Big Blues Day episode of the Hive Sports Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Olson, and you can find me on Twitter. My handle is at USU the Right Blue. I am the Aggie Fan Dan. And make sure to also follow us at, on, on social media for the Hive Sports. Our handle is at the Hive Sports. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And with that out of the way, let's get this party started and talk about some Aggie sports. So this week, it was some some of our wins were a little bit hard to come by. If we look at, so we had two games. First of all, were canceled for different reasons. Um, for the men's basketball, I mean Craig Smith, he still has COVID, so. The game versus Weber State that was supposed to be on Saturday was canceled, and Weber State was actually able to get a game with Boise State on Sunday since ours was canceled. And we just, um, by the time you're listening to this, um, just know that tomorrow, or on on the Big Blues Day, Tuesday, there will not be a game versus Dixie State, as that one has been canceled. But they are making having some plans in the mix to try to get a game scheduled later this week, so make sure to follow the, the Aggie basketball, at USU basketball on social media, on Twitter, and that they'll, they'll make sure to let you know if, if we get another game. If another game is not scheduled this week for some reason, make sure to tune in. By the time our next Big Blues Day rolls around, we, we should have played one game against San Jose State, which is scheduled for the 21st of December on, on, yeah, on next Monday. And so then we'll have, yeah, we'll have a double header with them. So yeah, next week we'll recap that one and then preview the one that, so, so the way COVID's working is we're going to play each team. As I've mentioned before, we're going to play each team twice, um, in whatever venue we're at. So we get San Jose at, at, stayed at home twice, which is great because they're traditionally not a, a great team, and so we, it would kind of stink to go on the road and lose to them. Uh, hopefully with the time we've had off since, I mean, we beat the College of Idaho on December 8th, so it would be nice to get at least one more warm-up game in just so we're not stale because um, it's a little bit easy with without Coach Smith there and without um, live games. Sometimes it's easy to get stale if you go that long without playing, so... So hopefully the Aggies get ready for that. Um, I think that, yeah, we're 90% favorites to beat San Jose State in, in, in both of those games. So it shouldn't be too much of an issue. We won't preview them too much because we still don't even know if we're having a game this week. But just wanted to let you guys know if, um, if the A wasn't blue on Saturday, that that's the reason why. 
there was not a game. And also, just real quick, on USU football, it, it was kind of a down week, but there is some good news, so stay tuned. But we'll start off with the bad news first so we can end with the good. The, so the bad news is our, the season finale that was supposed to be at Colorado State was canceled on Saturday. Um, the, the Aggie bus was supposed to leave at 4 p.m. on Friday, but um, it, it's still a murky story, so I don't want to get too much into it. But um, the players voted and opted to uh, not go to the game because that there was this meeting where and the the whole stories on Twitter and the and the media press release have all and um said that they're investigating but the um apparently there was a, yeah the players and the athletic director and the Aggie USC president were all involved um so the, so so they were all trying to to decide who was going to be the next head coach and um Frank Miley was brought into the conversation and 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 reportedly by the players something was said about his religious or cultural differences being a reason for uh not not wanting him to have the job and I'm not going to give too much of my opinion on that cuz we still don't know exactly what was said but but when we do find out more information I'll be sure to let you know um but the the school is conducting an, an investigation to find out a little more about ha about what happened um the USC president's released a statement and um Frank Miley's released a statement and and was saying that yeah obviously he's heartbroken and and thinks and says that USU should which they are, Sounds like they are conducting a, 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 they're looking into it and they're, they're conducting an investigation. He, he was saying they should conduct, it and conduct an independent um, investigation, which, which I think, yeah, um, they just need to have an unbiased investigation and just get to the bottom of what actually was said during the meeting um, because because yeah, it's hard to know like what exact words were said, um, with it being on a Zoom call. I'm not sure if it was recorded at all, or if it was just like a private conversation. But, but it, I mean, I I bet at, at this point it'd be nice to like be a fly on the wall and know exactly what was said. But for now, we just have to wait until the investigation is complete. So with that out of the way, let's get to the good news. We do have a head coach. I know last week and for the past couple weeks, there's been so many names thrown out there. And our coach is the former Arkansas State Red Wolves coach, Blake Anderson. And to be honest, I didn't really know. I, I, I knew of the Arkansas State Red Wolves. They, they beat us in 2014 in overtime. And that was actually, ironically, a good year. And then in our year where we went 3-9, and nine, we actually beat them that year so uh, so that was kind of interesting um but if, if you want to know more about my take on on Blake Anderson as the Aggie coach you you can go if you go to the hivesports.com I wrote an article one of the most recent Aggie articles at the top um is, is three reasons why I think he's a good fit for the job and yeah overall I think he's a great 
fit. And maybe he's not the splashy name, um, but he's a safe pick because um, the Aggies could try to guess who is the next um, heir to the throne of all the coordinators out there or like the FCS guys or just who's like the hottest name. Like, to be honest, Blake Anderson's name was kept kind of hush-hush by by John Hartwell and the Aggie athletic staff because, I mean, I was hearing all these names, Graham Harold, uh, Dillingham, and just obviously the guys in state, um, the Jay Hill from Weber State and Jeff Grimes from BYU. And and I think it, it's great. Um, so Coach Anderson, part two, I mean, we just barely had Gary Anderson, so it's kind of a running joke. Um, but just so you know, it's a little bit different. Blake Anderson's last name is spelled with an O-N and not an E-N. But, um, but yeah, he brings that experience as being a head coach. Um, his little, um, what's it called? His mission statement or his motto is fast, physical, fun. Those are, <laughs> those are three interesting words he's got to describe what he wants the Aggie football team to look like. Um, I know that he is really good off offensive-minded coach, which is what we um, looks like we want. And 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 also, if you go today to the any of the Aggie Aggie social media pages, they they have like the the full press conference. And he he just reminds me of Craig Smith. He was super energetic, just talking about how he believes we can be something special and build on what we've already accomplished. Um, the Aggies have never been to a New Year's Six. They've never um, busted down the door to to be in the mix of those big-time bowl games. And that would bring a lot of money to the school. I, I know there's only one school that gets the bid every year, but one of these years, if the Aggies can get the golden ticket, I mean, that's kind of how Boise got to where they are now. They've been to not one, but I think at least at least two, maybe even three. Um, yeah, they, they, they've been to a couple of Fiesta Bowls and were one of the original BCS busters. So, so that, that's really cool. I'm, I'm excited for coach Anderson. Um, there, the, it still sounds like th there are some names yet to be announced, but, um, I don't remember all of them off the top of my head, but he is bringing some guys from his staff from Arkansas state. Um, and you know, your boy Chucky Keaton, the former Aggie great quarterback, he is back in Logan. He's back. So that I'm just so excited. <laughs> um, he, 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 is, he was in Texas with Matt Wells the last two seasons, and it sounds like it's not for certain yet, but Matt Wells might be on his way out the door. They might be buying out his contract, and so it looks like they might be ready in Red Raider Nation to move on from the Matt Wells era. So I'm, I'm wondering, yeah, what, what's going to happen with him now? Um, that's the risk, I guess, you, you take because, yeah, you make three times the, the money. But if you're not winning more games than you lose, you, you, you're on the hot seat in, in college football. So um, which reminds me, I know this is a tangent about BYU, but I, I was hearing um, on the Locked on Cougars podcast today, Jake Hatch was saying, like Kalani Satake's name is in with the Arizona Wildcats. And he was saying, yeah, you could make money for a little more money than you could at BYU for a couple of years. But if you don't win, then 
you're out the door and and, it, and it, it's a hard place to win. So um, I think with the Aggies, I think that John Hartwell is willing to give um, Blake Anderson some time. He's not going to um, let him go with three games into the second season like he did with, with Gary because, I mean, he's he's got to kind of rebuild the team, right? Because we've had a lot of people transfer out. We didn't win very many games. So he needs at least a year under his belt to get his guys in there and convince them, hey, we can win here in 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 Logan. Um, he's never won, had one of those crazy double-digit win seasons, so I know that, that maybe some people were thinking, oh, maybe we should get a splashy offensive coordinator like Jeff Grimes, who like coached the 10-win BYU team, but, but I don't know about that. I think that what the Aggies need right now is stability because um, we, we need to get to the point, start getting to the point, yeah, get to bowl games, win more than we lose. And the, the, this coach, let me tell you, he was fired up and was, and he really believes that we can do something great here. I don't think he is satisfied saying, oh, I just want to win more games than I lose. And no, he, he wants to do something special um, because it'll benefit us. And it, honestly, it'll probably benefit him um, I hope he stays as long as possible, but but yeah, it seems like every time and the Aggies have a special season, like 2012 and 2018, then then the big dogs start calling from the Power Five, and then they move on, and so it is hard kind of to have a stable program. But hopefully, if we can get a good coach, get us to the New Year Six or something like really powerful, like I I think that the Aggie brand right now like like there's a lot of interest in in this job and I think that if we can get to that point where we're knocking the door down and, and we're one of the top group of five teams then then it won't be hard to find an, another good head coach because people think oh hey I can win here like and and I hate to be think of the Aggies as a, as a stepping stone job because I mean there have been people in the past that have stayed I think they're a little bit of an outlier like maybe maybe back in the day Stu Morrill stayed for 17 years um, we know Romney Dick Romney back in the 1940s or yeah way back when I mean there's a reason that it was named Romney Stadium before before the corporate of Maverick bought, bought it out but but yeah that's just a little bit of tangents um, I will say I'm really excited to, to find out who this strength and conditioning coaches because they're really excited about him and that's something that we had we had a good guy um that was on the matt wells staff before i mean matt wells took him over to to his team and i think we struggled a little bit with gary like like i don't think our guy our, our guys just seemed like we weren't fast enough we weren't tackling well enough like um so i'm, I'm hoping i'm hoping that this fast, physical, fun Aggie football team will be fun to watch. Um, I, yeah, but it doesn't sound like they're the Aggies are having a game this week. the The Mountain West Championship game. Uh, it it is Boise State at San Jose State because I mean San Jose State is still undefeated. So technically, and, and I think they're they're getting more votes in the AP Top Twenty Five. To be honest, I think they might have deserved to get it but they they didn't so the only mountain west schools that are playing is air force and army are playing in their 
military rivalry game, and then yeah, Boise State at San Jose State. As far as bowl games go, the Aggies unfortunately don't get a bowl, but there are two Mountain West or yeah, two Mountain West teams locked up for bowls. Um, the the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, that's a famous Mountain West bowl. That they get Nevada, who will ho- who will play Tulane on December twenty second, one thirty p.m. on ESPN, and then a couple of days later on Christmas Eve, if if you're um, so luckily it's earlier in the day so you can go hang out with family. But if you want to watch a bowl game, the New Mexico Bowl, Hawaii versus Houston, um, that that that'll be a good one. I think. Um, good evenly matched team but yeah with all of that out of the way let's talk about a game that was actually played this week and and I I got to see a good amount of this this was a really tight game at the end and 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 seems like we've had a couple um that we were well we had one that we were on the wrong end of a couple weeks ago when the Aggies lost to Seattle University in overtime this time we were on the right side and we won by three. We won 68 to 65. And I was so happy because let me tell you the reason. Um, so so I, I might have mentioned it in, in past podcasts, but if not, like, I, I if you go to at J.P. Swenson, you can buy one of his Aggie A replicas. It looks like the block Aggie A where they do true Aggie night. Kind of buy the old main, the big one that lights up. Well, um, the it's really cool. They have like a holiday mode where it like flashes green and red for Christmas. So I have it set to that. But when the Aggies win, it lights up blue. So, uh, so it, it was fun to see the women when they made a couple key plays at the end. And Coach Kayla Ard, she's she's definitely a good follow. And and so definitely give the women's team a shout out because um, unfortunately with all the men's games canceled. Um, yeah, we weren't able to light the blue a blue on Saturday, but but thanks thanks to Kayla Ard's Lady Aggies, we we got to light the a blue. Um, so if we look at this the score here, it was just going back and forth the last couple minutes. Um, it was tied sixty one sixty one with like three minutes left. Jessica Chapman she made it in good jumper, and then they made a three with less than a minute left to Tatiana Motowar on UTEP Miners, uh, made a three to go up one. Then then we made a layup not long after that, so it was just really fast paced. And so then then they made a, a one of two free throws to tie it up. Um, shortly after that, we, we two seconds later, we somehow got down the court and made a layup. Um, and then we got fouled and made one of two free throws. And by that point, I was biting my nails, like, are these Lady Aggies going to pull it off? Are we going to go to OT? Um, they, they missed, or so, so, so when she missed the second one, they rebounded it, got a timeout, and they drew up a play. Katia Gallegos on, on the minors missed a three-point jumper for a chance to tie, so it was, it was real, a really happy game to see the Aggies get their second win of the season. So the Lady Aggies, ne- next week on the same day that the men play, I- I'm guessing they'll play a little bit earlier in the day, but but they'll be playing. Well, I guess it doesn't matter because they're playing at San Jose State. A lot of times the um, schedule is f- reversed where the women play 
um, away while the men play at home so that, yeah, the scheduling doesn't conflict. So, so that'll be interesting to see. I'm really excited. New, new coach. She's super excited. I love how our new Aggie coaches are excited. Like Craig Smith, ex, Craig Smith, excuse me, is excited. Kayla Art is excited. And our new football head coach, Blake Anderson, he's excited for next year. I'm thinking like, is it fall already? I, I know we got Aggie basketball and I love me some Aggie basketball, but but football speaks. Foot, football gets the money in the in in the pockets um, to to help the university as a whole. So so hopefully after this COVID year, um, we can get. It sounds like the vaccines. We can get them done. We can just get the fans in the seats just like normal, and we can just really cheer for our Aggies. So one last thing I wanted to touch on before we sign off for this big Blues Day is is an Aggie. Um, we've been talking a lot about the NFL, but let's talk about an Aggie in the NBA that just got um, his chance to play in his first preseason games. And um, for those who don't know me, I am I am a nut when it comes to Sam Merrill. Like a lot of Aggie fans are. After he made that shot uh, in the spring, that was great, and I felt so bad that he wasn't able to have have a normal like March Madness way to sign off his senior year. I feel like he could have helped the Aggies finally break through and win a tournament game. I still think we got a good chance this year, but we we got some work to do. But um, but yeah, the Sam Merrill and the Bucks. Um, he got two chances. Um, they hosted the Mavericks on Saturday, and as I'm recording this on the cause. On on the on Monday evening, they they just played him again. So unfortunately, the bad news is the Sam Merrill's Bucks, not Greek Freaks. Sam Merrill's Bucks lost to the Mavericks twice by double digits. So Sam, at this point, he's just a rookie. He's getting garbage time. Once he he starts getting more minutes, you you know he's gonna make a clutch shot to to win some games, and I I'm gonna be excited to see that, but. Um, so let's back up to, to Thursday or Saturday, the hit in his first preseason game, he scored three points on one of three shooting and all of his shots he took were from, from three. Uh, I, I, I was kind of nerdy and just analyzing each shot. His first shot was a little bit short. His second shot was right on the money, which was, which is crazy because his first shot, he had his feet set and everything, just didn't get enough umph, umph in his shot. But his second shot, he like, he steps back and makes it, which, I mean, step back shots are hard to do. Like, James Harden can do it second nature. I feel like you almost have to, I've seen the Jazz kind of guard James Harden from behind because he's always just so used to, <laughs> to stepping back that they tried something different in the playoffs one year. But um, Sam Merrill... I really, I really love how he could create separation, and make, and he can make shots. He, he even said in an interview with with the Bucks. Uh, if you go to the Bucks site and and look for his um short little session with the media, he said, "I'm not afraid to shoot shots with a hand in my face. Like if he gets blocked for by a shot, so what? Like he's he's comfortable. You you saw the shot that he made against San Diego State. He was able to." with a guy with a hand in his face, like, I thought, like, how is he going to make that shot? Like, the, the guy's got the hand there, but he, he's got a beautiful shot. He can arc it over lengthy defenders. 
So, so yeah, he went one for three. Maybe that's not the best percentage, but it's not bad. I mean, he only got three opportunities, so if he makes one of those, that's that that's good. That's that's a fine night for him. Um, and then, so just right right before I record this podcast, I saw he played in a little bit more garbage time as. So the Bucks were were ahead early, but I think right now preseason doesn't matter. They're just trying to see who's ready for maybe more minutes once the NBA season starts. And um, so Sam did go one for two in his second preseason game, and he hit a, a three point shot on the money. It wasn't a step back; it was like off of a screen. He 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 got the open look and he just drilled it and. He missed his first two-point shot, so it seems like they, they know how to use Sam Merrill. They, they're saying, hey, buddy, like you're a 40% three-point shooter. Like You just um, look for opportunities behind that arc. Like We're not going to expect to see him do like a tomahawk slam dunk. I mean, I'm sh- he's capable of dunking. We know that, but that I mean, he's not this high-flying like, guy like Spider Mitchell. He's a shooter. Um, I did see a tweet. Tonight, I, I retweeted it. I didn't even know what it said because I think it was like in Portuguese or some language I don't know. But I saw the words Sam Merrill and Kyle Corbett in the same sentence. That's the only part I understood. And I was like, hey, if those two guys are in the same sentence, then you, you can't complain about that. Because Kyle Corver's one of the best spot-up shooters um, in the recent NBA. And jazz fans know. Um, a lot of you that listen to podcasts are jazz fans, but... Um, but yeah, I'm hyped about Sam Merrill. He will have one more game and I'll be sure to recap how he does. Hopefully being preseason, he's getting those minutes. I don't know if he'll get to see the floor every night because a lot of the rookies don't, especially, I mean, he was drafted 60th, so he's got a lot to prove and, and improve. And it's hard in a year where he didn't get like a normal summer league and normal training camp. So so hopefully he'll get some minutes against the Pelicans on Friday, the December 18th. And then the next time we talk, we will be, um, yeah, we'll recap that. And then Sam, Sam um, I'm not sure if we'll get to see him in the games, but on national TV, they open their season on, T- at, on the channel TNT on the 23rd against the Celtics and then on Christmas Day at 12:30 so when you're having your Christmas lunch after opening presents the Bucks are hosting the Warriors so so be sure to check if it's a blowout who knows maybe Sam Merrill gets a couple minutes at the end that's when I'm tuning in because I know in the fourth quarter if if it's not a close game I'm in the regular season I'm I'm guessing Sam or some of the bench will will get a chance so be sure to check out some of those games on national TV. Um, we know that sometimes our, our local jazz and some of our teams don't always get on national TV, but it's always good to, to, to watch for those former Aggies when they're on there. Well, that wraps up our, our Big Blues Day podcast. Um, keep, keep, keep on keeping on, Aggies. And we know that sometimes we have tough weeks. Like this week overall was a pretty tough week, but... Like I've been trying to do in this podcast, let's look for um, little reasons to celebrate the Aggies because there's always a reason to do that. So have a great rest of your week and go Aggies. Aggies all the way. (laughs) 
TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.